Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, happy Friday. Buttons just don't want to take today for some reason. Hi, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal issue, let me adjust it here. If you have a paranormal issue, we can get to you. It may take us a couple days. California is a huge state, but we will get to you. In the case that we can't get to you, one of our mediums will be a one of, one of, one of our on-staff mediums. I don't want to work today. One of our on-staff mediums can get a hold of you and speak with you about what may or may not be going on. And uh, so in most cases, they can calm things down until we can get out there. You know, when people think of California, they think of us kind of like Hawaii. You know, we got beaches and surfers and all that good stuff. Well, it's like that. Our West Coast is like that, but. It's also a very, very large and wide state. It doesn't look like that on the map, but it is. And we have mountains, and we have high desert, we have low desert, we have a lot of farmland, rural areas. So that's why it would take us a little longer to get to you, even though we've got people up in the state. We also have a, a staff in Oregon, we have a staff in Washington. We also have people up in uh, Nevada that can help you out. And a couple people I know in Hawaii, so there you have it. Anyway, welcome, it's Friday finally, it's nice. And here in Sacramento, it's, it's it's below 90, and this this was the last heat. I mean, you know what? It goes and flows, and I've been watching it, and we're going to be dropping down into the 70s by the end of next week. So the, I think this was the last hurrah for the miserable heat, so I'm really excited about that. But there's still stuff I have to do, you know, front yard, backyard, get things prepared for uh, the oncoming winter, that sort of thing. But I'm enjoying it, enjoying it immensely so far. Okay. Okay. Uh, Meetup. If you are interested in uh, participating in our meditation clubs, I say clubs because there's two meditation things on there over at Meetup. And one is because I realized at 7.45, the p.m. Pacific may be late, too late for some people in Central Time and Eastern Time. So I went ahead and set uh, one up each day for 3.30 p.m. Pacific, which puts it at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So maybe that will help you guys out a little bit. Uh, and then there is one at 7.45 p.m. after the show here that people on the West Coast can do. Uh, it's $25 a month, but what that what that gets you is you have three to four days a week of meditation. And if you happen to miss one of the sessions, there will be a recording of it for you to access so you can do it on your own. But uh, we're going to be doing meditations. We're going to be talking health. We're going to be talking um you know, and energy healing and things like that. We're, we're going to get into that, and uh, it should be interesting and fun. I'm going to be doing oracle cards as well. You know, you can choose to you know, how many oracle cards you want read for a particular day, and I'll, I'll go ahead and do an oracle read off of those. So it's all coming together. It's all coming together. For those of you that are members of the Patreon, and some of you aren't, uh, there's going to be one show that's going to be posted on the Patreon on Saturday or Sunday, and you'll have a chance to watch that. For, the, for like three days before I pull it back over here. So um, 
uh, I'll let you know when that's up. I'll send out an email to everybody and all that good stuff. Okay, if you're watching today, oh yes, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. Rogu. If you're interested in the two um, meditation, you know, the meditation things, check out the California Haunts Meetup, California Haunts Criminal Investigation Team Meetup, and go uh, look under events, and it's right there. Okay, you get 30 days of meditation, you know, a whole 30 days for that 25 dollars. And what that does, it doesn't go anywhere. That 25 dollars goes back to pay the expenses for this show. Because you see, I always have that, that thing running at the bottom. Because that's the thing, uh, you know, to keep this show alive, you know, we have to have donate, you know, the donations and things like that okay that being said thank you for the two people last week that donated i appreciate it i really appreciate it thank you thank you so much thank you so much that that, that you know that went toward the the, the uh, internet bill so <laughs> thank you thank you okay if you haven't done so already and you're watching from facebook please feel free to hit that uh follow button because we're always looking at you know, we're always looking for followers over here okay the other way you can do that too is over on youtube um hit that subscriber button we're getting closer oh yeah oh there we go i just dropped off we're getting closer and closer to our goal of a thousand subscribers so uh it doesn't cost anything just hit that button also if you are on youtube and you are on facebook and you're watching please be sure and you like and you like what you see please be sure to hit those thumbs up those smiley faces um uh, whatever you know makes it happy because what that does is that puts us higher up in the FYP, which means more pe- Facebook distributes this to more people to take a look at. Same thing with YouTube. You can comment, you know, and do all that stuff from YouTube, and it does the same thing. It puts us higher in the FYP. TikTok works the same way. All these little things work the same way. You know, all these social media places. All right. If you're trying to find us on the web, this is what you get. You get the California Haunts Criminal Investigation Team on on uh, Facebook or California Haunts Radio on Facebook or me on Facebook. Over at Instagram, you find me under Ghosty Gal. Uh, over on TikTok, you find me under California Haunts. Under, um, I'm trying to remember all these on the head. Under Twitch for Cal Haunts. On, the, on the X, I always say Twitter, but X, formerly known as Twitter, you can find us under California Haunts. And of course, over at Meetup, we are California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. Okay, so that's the ways to find us. It's, it's really easy to find us. And if, if you think you need help or you have any paranormal, any miracles again, any, it's going to be one of those nights. Any paranormal questions at all, that's how you're going to find us. Okay, that being said, it is hot in here. I'm trying to run without the air conditioning because the audio is a lot better. So if you see me sweating, that's why I'm sweating because I have a very big light on top of me right now and uh the spotlight so without the air conditioning in here and it's still around eight it's still around 88 degrees a day so yeah it's hot anyway we're gonna be talking with nasty tonight and um interesting topic that 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 i've chosen because i got to experience it firsthand with my mother and father you know as as they got closer to death you know and it, it just didn't start like you know these things just didn't start within a week or two of of them passing away this started two three years ahead where they were seeing things especially my father this room right here was his room and i'm sitting pretty much where his head was for his bed and right behind me that you don't see because of course it's covered there's a bathroom back there with a mirror and he would tell me because he knew because he loved the idea of ghost hunting and he always said that 
if he was healthier, he would have gone ghost hunting with us. He was into it. And he would tell me that he would see someone pass in front of the mirror in that bathroom. And he'd see it all the time. And so one night, uh, he said, why don't you set your equipment up in here? Because I want to catch it. And I said, okay, fine. So I, I, I set up a camera, a couple cameras in here. I set up, I gave him an EMF meter. I gave him a digital voice recorder. And I gave him a camera you know, that he could take photos with and stuff. And he was disappointed because he stayed up all night. I, I have him on video, you know, watching. It never showed up. Whoever it was never showed up because we had the equipment out. So he was really, really disappointed. But he did he did a ghost hunt in this room to see who that was. And I, I suspect that it was family members. I, I I remember being in here working at my other desk over here after my dad was gone. And um, I, I would feel like somebody was watching me from there, from back there. And I even remember having to run past the door because I just, I didn't like the feeling. And I think it was one of my father's sisters that was here, you know, uh, his, his sister Ella that, that, uh, that preceded him in death. And I think that's who it was, was watching. She was, not only that, she was watching me. So um, I think that was going on. I think he drew her in. My mother now, on the other hand, she would, she, she definitely would talk to my father, um, sometimes my grandmother, you know, so I, I knew that was going on with her um so so that's what we, we're going to be talking about stuff like that today and i think nancy is a better person to discuss this than i am so let me bring nancy in okay here we go oh good night good night <laughs> good evening everybody i uh i when Shar picks a topic for me i kind of like it because it's kind of puts me on on call okay let's look at this look at this and i enjoyed this i looked at a lot of videos i have read a lot i had to reference years of people tell me about near-death experiences um not near-death experiences death bed visions and a lot of them most of them and so i had to kind of spread out and pick the youtubes i could watch and i'm going to share some with you um underneath the visual here you're going to see a whole line of you can do this you can do that three dots at the end click on that and then you'll see and you'll have to do this not live but after the show's over then run it i don't think you can do it when the show's going on the script <clears throat> and i'm going to be mentioning some web addresses and some ideas that maybe you'd want to jot down so go back and kind of copy these things uh not all this is from youtube this is a lot of this is uh just my life um one of the areas i don't get to witness a lot is uh deathbed visions um the years i was doing hospice i didn't do that many um my life got in the way my clientele got busier but while i did do hospice i learned i took two courses and then one refresher gave me a lot of background how to talk how to um communicate the families, how to deal with the death and dying, um, the death of somebody for the family, the dying. Um, and over the years, I've dealt more with family and dying issues. Um, just, I'm not gonna say it's my favorite area. Um, I have I have a few that are I like. And someone says, Nancy, when are you retiring? <laughs> I go, well, if I retired, guess what I would do is my retirement job. I'd be doing this, you know, and what if you win the lotto? Well, if I win the lotto, I'd still be doing this. This gives if me. You, 
if you're like me, if you win the lotto, you know what you're going to do? You're going to have one of the best damn studios in the state of California because <laughs> I know if I win the lottery, I'll keep my I'm studio, here. but the equipment is going to change completely. I'll have big equalizers over here, you know? I have a 2011 <laughs> computer I'm sitting here with. See? And <laughs> is it is it still working? I hope so. <laughs> well, like the one I'm on right now, boy, knock on wood, boy. It's not a real old one. It's like two years old, but still, knock on wood with this little with this computer. But I'm I, telling you, I'm, yeah, I need to win lotto. Okay. I have dreams of like, I have dreams like, I don't know if anybody wants okay. to watch Bro, Bro, Brody Brazil for sports. But the Our lips are God's ears, in his honey. office. Well, I hear about these people that buy one ticket. I'll never forget the little girl, 22 years old with two little babies, uh, one ticket and lottery house hunters, whatever that show is. My husband likes watching it. I I can't remember what it's called. And uh, they had a gal on a single girl, single lady. Um, At 18, she used one strack. Uh, I'm going to get this wrong, but she was on the show, Million Dollar house hunters or whatever it is and she got one ticket and i think it was four million dollars and whoa. you go whoa how nice huh well the little girl that won 300 million she had two babies she, i actually heard that she moved to the bahamas somewhere i don't think she bought an island but she got out of the united states and there was another couple that went off the Gibraltar states some island somewhere and they almost have to do that but in you know i'm, I'm not greedy <laughs> I we're getting off track. If I had I don't dollars, get off track, I, but still, yeah, I, right. I would probably create a space where the cats can couldn't get to me. <laughs> uh, but you know, house you, is know only you, gonna, huh? you know there's people that build catios. You know about that, right? Yes, yes, yes. Oh my um, god, if I could afford it, man, I'd have this big old catio. That's a good <laughs> idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> I love this. And this has nothing to do with near death. I mean, uh, deathbed well, visions. It does, but it does if somebody it, had cats. Right. And there's, and I'm sure if I Googled uh, cat terrarium, cat get, what are they, what are they called? Catio. Um, catio. 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 Um, there's probably a lot of good ideas. I, I think I did re- research it once. Um, the house I have, the neighbors have a lot of trees, but the person who had before us cut down the trees. <laughs> so we have all sides of the house getting sun, which is not always good, but it is what it is. <clears throat> so I want to get back to this. Um, I already told you that over the years, 33 years I've been doing this. And when I talk to somebody and they talk about, um, especially my older clients. And uh, today I talked to a gal and she might less listed six or seven people in her immediate world, her husband's and her world, that died in the last few years. And I thought, oh, my goodness, she wants us an appointment. We may go through all those people. And I think, oh, my gosh, my family's so small. Um, I have a couple of kids. They had a couple of kids. Um, one side had two children. And you dad them up. There's just both my my sisters don't have children. Um, they don't deal with their children, one of them. It's just a really small family to start dying. That really, what's really bad is on my family. I'm the oldest of, of the women anyway. And uh, my ex-husband's actually the oldest. And you get thinking, oh my gosh. So one of, the, one of the things I hope happens is if one of them pass away, that we do give our children proof of survival. And one of my goals is to remove the fear of life um, because 
death can cripple us emotionally. And I don't think there's a person on the planet that hasn't laid in bed at night and wondered, wow, from dust to dust, you know, no, there's more. Um, in fact, I seem to be living in haunted houses up there in Hornbrook. Um, before we moved down, there was a little little girl. Um, in fact, my husband and I did check this out. Little girl um, with a pilgrim dress kind of look with the aprons and little hat. We found out that going on the Siskiyou Mountain Pass, there had been some massacres of families in the wagon trains. And I don't know why we saw her. I mean, it wasn't close to the, well, 30 miles within it. But so they roam, I guess. And the last house, uh, the owner's original. And we come to this guy. He's been gone like five months. And he's floating around in here. And Larry says, I wonder how many haunted houses there are out there. And I go, maybe we're the only ones that notice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, getting back to this, I want to bring your attention to how many people in the news, uh, when I'm thinking of Steve Jobs, and he was an atheist. And his last words were, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. And then he passed away. And I, I had a famous person come to me, and he was an atheist. And that was in 2001. And he came in with a student, with a young man with books in his arms. And I, I can't remember why he had all these books. It was almost like whether he's a prized possession, he didn't want to leave him in the car, or was he bringing research in? Because that man coming in, corduroy pants with a nice checker, um, plaid shirt on, he leans on my desk and he says, would you tell everyone I was wrong? I, oh, okay. How many people can I tell when you don't give me permission to use your name? <laughs> But Professor Gary Swartz, uh, if you remember Coast to Coast AM, he was on quite a bit of times, and he's one of the developers of the Soul, S-O-U-L, phone. He was on Coast to Coast many times, and I became a friend of his. He found me in Tombstone, Arizona, giving readings, and he invited me, and he tested me. I'm one of those very few uh, does, of the dozen he tested, um, uh, double-blind tested, where you have the triple-blind so not only could I not see him, I couldn't see the client. I couldn't hear the client and I couldn't hear the questions. The only person I could talk to was him. And uh, I did very well. Anyway, in casual conversation one night, and I'm getting to a point here, everybody. I said, you know, I had this interesting visitation. Uh, this gentleman came in, I told the story. He looked at me blank, oh, boom, like his eyes got big, he says, Two of the 12 that I tested besides you told me the same story. Really? Wow. And when Art Bell died, this happens a lot. I was in the bathroom. I was in the mirror. And Art Bell's dead wife showed up in my bathroom. And maybe some in the audience, because I never got a call back from them, what it meant when I said, she's posing like this. Like, oh, so like this. And Gary Swartz's wife, oh, I know that. That's one of those kind of stances where you're going to attack somebody. You know, it's a, uh, I don't know what they call them, a pelican or a stroke or something. You have your arm up and one leg's up. And she says, oh, I know that pose. So if anybody knows if she was into yoga or self-defense or anything, I never did find out the answer. It was so odd to me because I'm not into that. 
So in the Japanese culture, Chinese culture, they have all these wonderful, beautiful poses. And she shows me that. She was a very lovely lady. Excuse me. <laughs> when I noticed her, she showed me self. I'm like, oh, she's just lovely. It's too bad she she had passed away. It was asthma. And um, anyway, so to me, it's been proven because I can't make this up that they are survival. And why did I get into this? Well, everybody, if you read my bio, I had cancer at 39. And after stage three, they start marking up to stage four. And I was stage three plus, not two plus or three plus, but plus. So I was on my way to four. It was very scary in 87 when I was 39, people died. And I thought it was going to die. And that's all there was to it. And um, so I got into this to see what does happen because I was like everybody else that has a terrible mm -hmm. disease, was I going to die? And in those years, because I was so young, 39, they said very carefully, they said, chemotherapy will kill you. I go, really? One cancer kill me? <laughs> we will monitor you for 15 years. If you get it again, then you'll get the chemotherapy. And I went, really? So a year and a half later, I said to God, I'll work for you. My pledge is on my website, nancymats.com. And that's all you need to know is that the search to prove that we do survive. And a lot of our proof, if a lot of us, everybody's had family members pass away. I've been very lucky not to have a lot because I don't have a lot of family. Um, I did visit a few people, uh, a couple of people, but I, I wasn't there at the deathbed didn't see it. I wasn't able to do that. When my mother passed away, my sister had been with her. And the nurse came up to my sister and says, why don't you go home and clean up? And I think they knew because Bonnie casually said to me, she was glowing. There was some kind of yellow, there was a glow uh, around her body. So to me, that was a deathbed vision of my mom entering the realm how and who greeted her, I can't, I can't, I don't know at the moment because I never got there. She's my mother. It's too close. But the people that have shown me in a reading, and I already told you last couple of weeks ago, they entered the afterlife and it's a beautiful, wonderful environment, golden with a hint of pink. Well, that golden hue was all over my mother and nurses will speak of that hue coming. And my sister was so distraught, they thought, if she's there, it would be harder. So my sister turned around, went home, and they called her and said, Mama had passed away. But I, that was in Seattle, Washington, and I'm all the way down in the middle of California. Um, so the <clears throat> professional, when I looked into this, there's a lot of, um, yes, I want to believe this, but there's a lot of scientific explanations, medications, Oh, it has to be medications. You're taking some. Because we hear of medications that cause us to dream. <clears throat> Every time you get on a new medication, you go, oh, <laughs> it's like I'm on a little bit of cholesterol. Does that cause uh, uh, dreaming? Well, maybe it causes all kinds of stuff. Oh, it has medications. She's talking to somebody. Oxygen. Well, when we die in oxygen, it's prepared from our brain, right? <clears throat> maybe you're a very religious person. And you're praying to see somebody and the first person you want to see, you create a mental image of, of your deity, whether it's Christ or Buddha or whoever you choose to have in your 
your religious affiliation. So that's another one that's been said. There's also something that unconsciously you might have overheard family talk about other family members. Because when we're in a comatose kind of a situation of dying, other family members may sit around and say, well, you remember when so-and-so passed away. And then you unconsciously, because our hearing is the last thing to go in the dying process, you create that person to be visible to you. I've heard that comment too. Of course, they, I don't agree with any of these, but I have to bring up the counterpoint. <clears throat> um, whom do they see then? Um, and I want to bring up that if it's not a deity, it could be lovely uh, loved ones, but it could be anybody. I had a gentleman who was going to, that passed away. I was talking to family members. They said, who greeted them? And he had been a military man like 30, 40 years earlier. Two of his buddies that killed were in the uniform waiting for him. And Shara, was this your? It sounds familiar. And one of them was saluting him. Was that your family? Was I on the no. show when I said that? No, no, it wasn't my family. Okay. It's, I just said this. Um, maybe it was, <laughs> I don't remember. Seems like I was saying on the show. And I, I remember, to, or was a reading that impacted me? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, they had the crew cuts, and this one was at a salute like this. And I, I got goosebumps. And I went, oh, I got goosebumps again. <laughs> Um, he was so, he was just, um, it was beautiful because no family members weren't there, but the people that he, he served with, they are such a brotherhood that these two men whom he saw first, and I was very, the family was impressed. Where's dad and mom? <laughs> but this was a young, not some of the eighties. It was a little younger. Maybe it was Vietnam War and it was a uh, military was a surprise um the one man i brought up another show uh she carol had asked who met her husband and i saw these three men and i brought this up a few weeks back also and no i don't use the same one but some of the old shows i haven't started listening to again i'll have different stories i promise we're holding these big sticks with these big things all around them and i described what i saw and she says ah oh, those are his three buddies that preceded him in death and they were his hunting buddies the hunting buddies were lined up to go hunting with him. So he was going to go back to his favorite outdoor sport. I can appreciate um, athletes, Olympians, when they pass over, who, what are they going to see first? So I, I also shared this, that I would be greeted by a dog. And my, my, my mom, I feel my mom would greet me too. But this big black dog I used to run with. And we had horses and I became a runner. And every, I was so slow. She didn't bother going with the ex-husband when he ran with the group. He would, she'd wait for me because I was of a pace she could keep up. So if I ran 10, 13 miles, she would double it. And I have a lot of love for that animal. And the dog mm -hmm. next door, Caesar, Bonnie and Caesar, they would keep up and come back. <laughs> they sleep for two days. If I didn't go out every day, they'd go out. But if, if not, they would uh, catch up. And so whom we expect to greet us is not always who we think. It's usually sometimes a secret desire, an, a memory that isn't present, but could be one of the best memories of our life when we were reminded all the time. And, lot, and my kids ask me, well, mom, for Christmas, what about one of those computer programs you fill it in every day like a diary? And I'll ask you questions. I went, oh, what a great idea. What a great idea. Because memories and happier times may be coming. 
may show up. Mm -hmm. I, I have very few of my father, and I already told you, I don't know if he'll be there. I don't know if I'd recognize him because I'm 75, mm -hmm. I was six years old when he left. But I remember my mom and my friend who I trust, a uh, big black dog. Oh, my God, that was Bonnie. <laughs> uh, yes, I did mention my sister, Bonnie. There is a reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a dog named Bonnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want to hear any jokes out there. Uh, yes, we did name her after my sister. But it's a, it's an inside comedy. So, um, uh <laughs> One of the things I enjoy hearing about is the um, not just the visual because I'll cover more, but those who are witnessing a patient reach to the sky and or the wave. Um, one lady, YouTube, I've been watching for days <laughs> these things, and she says one patient who could who couldn't lift their arm because they were so weak would raise their arm and summon held onto that arm and was doing this it wasn't a wave it was like shaking their hand and she said the moment i saw that i knew it was something else that person was too weak i think it's a woman her arm was so weak she couldn't lift it and then another woman said she this patient and i don't remember man woman she got up on one arm and leaned over and then reached out and you can't see reached out and grabbed on to somebody and was hugging somebody. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine witnessing that? I love it. I love it. And I know course, when my um, across the street neighbor passed, my dad was there. Because all, the, okay. all, all the old dudes, all, all the old dudes were sitting out front of this house. And it was really fascinating. He had a massive stroke. And he said that he looked up like he was looking up at somebody, tilted his head up and went wow. And boom, that was it. Right. And so some of the things I've heard, remember, I haven't died yet, but, you know, um, they'll see sky. They'll see the other side. Remember, I spoke a couple of weeks back of Patricia holding the hand of her daughter and the daughter saw a landscape, which is amazing. I imagine near death experiencers, a gentleman in 2001 came to see me and he had died more than once. And when he was dying, which is crazy, he came back, didn't succeed and die. He said what he saw was a landscape like a large valley. And his dead brother was there. And the brother was showing him this landscape. And I thought, well, then that's the oddest thing. But you never know what was important to people. So, sorry, everybody. Uh, a mirror image here. Um, we don't know what's important to people. So I can appreciate Char and I talk about Montague and Hornbrook outside of Wairika. If you ever have a chance to drive through the Montague town and as you're leaving, look behind you going up north. Or if you come south, take a detour from I-5 after you live. There's checkpoints coming to California. Right after that, second exit after that is the Hornbrook exit. Follow it around. And it going around Black Mountain, and the whole valley opens up. Unbelievably beautiful. It's one of those picture card visions. That's what my husband saw, a UFO going across the sky. It was so, the valley was so big, but this UFO was going across, and he come home and he says, oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, beautiful. 
and maybe some people want to see that. Don't know. Um, and so I'm talking about people who are reaching. Um, Fran, who passed away, his, her daughter, Marge, was with her. And she said that when her mother was dying within a couple of days, she kept looking up. And she asked her one time, she said, she says, I think they're spirit, uh, spirits or angels. She says, I just see these blue sparklers and orbs and stuff all around the room. And I spoke to you about those mother-daughter because I said to you, they had never come here before. Both of them came together, Marge first and then Fran. Fran, the mother, and then Marge. And both of them suspected no past lives. And they felt very new here. And when I reached into them, I couldn't see anything. I couldn't, re I couldn't pick up anything. And so whom greeted them? Angels. The, the celestial beings. They had no past family. They had parents, of course, but the celestial beings greeted them back home. I, I, was dumb, I was dumbfounded. I thought that was amazing. Wow, what stories, right? Mm -hmm. um, and of course, that's what I'm speaking to is the heavenly beings. So Pat, Patricia's daughter who saw the landscape, she was just an older te uh, teen, uh, died of leukemia. She, um, she was greeted by a celestial being. But in the background behind her, she could see this landscape and it was a picnic area with lots and lots of people having a good afternoon. For a teenager, that would be probably very comforting to see. Um, and then some of the physicians that and people that had talked to these, had witnessed these patients reaching, trying to talk. You try to ask them what's happening or pull their attention away from it. They get angry. Oh, no, no, don't. Don't wait a minute. They're talking to me. You can't bother me now. And what do they talk about? Um, I found this very curious. Uh, this has happened to me, uh, to my clients. So Michael, who introduced me to a, a lady in Wisconsin, whose name was Nancy. She, later on, she, he called me and said, oh, she's, she's got cancer. She's dying. <gasps> wow. Anyway, so who's going to greet her? And I greet, I described somebody who was still alive, but on her deathbed, she described him. Guess what? He, he died five weeks before she did. So the person, guy was living, he died unexpectedly. He went and greeted Nancy in Wisconsin. And when Michael heard, he says, oh my God, Nancy told me that. Amazing. Because we don't know who's going to die first. I see my mother, but I don't want to see my children. Right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I can do that, right? Okay. Uh, so they talk about a woman who uh, was dying here in one of these YouTubes. And they unfortunately found out that the son had been killed. And they didn't want to tell her. What a terrible thing. If I'm dying, don't tell me my son has passed over my daughter. I, don't, I probably wouldn't be able to deal with it. Uh, or be so stressful. I mean, why cause more? Anyway, she uh, got really close to death. She says, oh, so-and-so, my son is coming, came here to visit. And he says, he's taken me away from here. She didn't know he had passed over. She thought he was a living person. And so how many times have we heard cool. of people say, um, I got, where's my back? I got to pack my bags. I want to get a mm -hmm. ticket. I have someone tell me they're coming to get me tomorrow. And then they died next day. One of the videos, someone says, oh, so-and-so showed up. It was a family member who passed away and they'd forgotten. 
oh, mom and dad passed over and the mom and dad, because I don't want to tell it wrong because you may see these. <laughs> mom and dad visited. Oh, really? Okay. And they said, they're taking me tomorrow. Okay. And they died tomorrow. They My mom to was always um, going to go to work. Always going to go to She'd work. Tell me. She'd say, I got to go to work. I got to get up. It's time for me to go to the phone company. I got to go to work. I got to go to work. Oh. You're not going to work. He says, well, get my tentometer. I'm going to work. I have to go to work. And it wasn't just before death. I mean, this went on like a year before. Oh, you know, that's a long and time. And she would say, I got to go to work. I got to go to work. I, I got to go to work. Yeah. Um, I hear it a little closer to than a year. The ones that seem to say, uh, I, some the woman whose son passed away a couple weeks before she did, yeah. he came in and said, I'm taking you in a day or so. It was really quick. And then the, the one who saw his mother and father, uh, the nurse had asked, well, what do they want? Oh, they're coming back to get me. And they were gone. And one I time. Think my, well, I think my dad came in one night to get her. Because I wow. heard her yell. She, she yelled down the hall and she goes, I'm not ready. Leave me alone. There was a story of, uh, <laughs> uh, right? There was a story of um, someone passing away, mother. And the mother said, dad's coming to get me. And the young woman, the uh, adult young woman, the, uh, the woman that was dying, the old woman, she told dad, she says, no, give me more days. I want to, I want to, you know, there was things she was going to do. And he didn't come and get her until she said, okay. You can come mm -hmm. get her now. And mm -hmm. then he came back and got her. So he got, mm -hmm. she got a little bit of reprieve. She wanted to take or do something with the mother or have the kids come around. They hadn't shown up yet. Mm -hmm. And you hear about that a lot. They will hold their breath until everybody shows up that needs to be there. But this mm -hmm. one was a request of the daughter. I, mm -hmm. I thought that was quite amazing. Um, okay. So other signs. I always said to you that um, very common is glowing. That's very, very common. Raymond Moody spoke to and wrote books on shared deathbed visions. Yeah, shared death experience, yep. What? Yeah, I had a guest on. I don't think it was Moody. It was somebody else whose son had had been passing away, and he was holding his hand at the time, and right. he was able to share the vision with, with his son. And that's more common than we realize. Um, I can't remember that. I had a, I think I have over these 33 years, one or two people say they were so close. Remember that golden glow? Um, if you're in that glow with that person holding their hand, maybe you can. I would love that experience. But in my world, I'm not hospice every day like Julie and some of these others that do. And I'll give you a list of names here um, that do do that. Uh, they're in the presence and close and then when the patient's family members are too close they get to be able to see what's happening i cannot imagine that it's our imagination i think the glow opens a portal or opens up mechanisms that allow others to see it pat the uh, mother of the daughter that passed away she i don't remember her speaking to me of seeing what her daughter saw mm -hmm. um I can tell you with the SLS camera in my living room, because my mother would lay on the couch, yeah. that there would be a stick being standing there, and it would be, um, this particular, it would be right, right where my mother was laying, you know, her head, 
and you can see where it looked like the stick bean was touching her forehead and going back and forth on her forehead. Oh, that was dad, huh? Probably dad or my grandmother, yeah. But yeah, you clearly yeah. see it. Chuck, I have video of it. Uh, I've heard of this happening quite a few times, but not as often as uh, the glowing or the visuals is people talking about people talking and music. I've heard uh -huh, people speak uh -huh. of the celestial uh -huh. songs, and I think that would be fabulous. Uh, there's something to be said about music and the cosmos. There's a YouTube, and I've uh -huh. mentioned it before, where if you listen, this is music of the cosmos, and uh -huh. somehow they figure it out. I don't know how, but it's wonderful, but that's not the celestial music. They they speak, the dying speak of uh, music beyond compare, um, celestial voices. In fact, there was one fellow did a near-death experience. And he came back and he had the compulsion to learn to play the piano. And he would hear the celestial songs and then play it on the piano. So that's what he heard in his near-death experience was the music. I would think that would be something rare but something I think we can hear, but not necessarily immediately. But of the mm -hmm. ones I've read about, they would hear the singing in conjunction with people coming to greet them. And I think that would be amazing. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I guess the other thing would be, would be like what Fran saw, the vision of a lot of entities in the room that were not human. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not something I hear as much as, um, a real personalized greeting and someone saying, you're coming with me. We're going to take a trip. I got your ticket. We're going to train, plane, automobile. Um, I don't know how they do the plane. Um, and I, I've heard that happen. I, I was talking to somebody and I've got the story of a young boy who said he's taken a train ride. And when he passed over, uh, he was on a train. Another boy had the same experience. It was a near death. He got on the train and then a celestial being, a deity, came and said to him, you're on the wrong, can't come with us. And that's when the boy saw what he called the heaven for animals. So I always spoke to who greets us, not necessarily whom the family expects. Um, mm -hmm. In Grass Valley, I actually was working with a hospice gal. And she, <laughs> she was so tickled to see me because she knew I would believe her stories. And it wasn't someone that she expected but her brother showed up and he'd been gone decades. So it wasn't like a loving mother and father. It was somebody that she, oh, it's my brother. Well, how? And he says, we're going to go play. And I, I thought she's an adult. But to her, it would take her back to childhood. And that mm -hmm. was the good memories. But it wasn't like mm -hmm. she was expecting her brother. So that was brother George. I'll never forget that. <laughs> um, there's... Uh, I want to bring up, and this is where I want you to get your pencils out, um, YouTube, death, I want to say it slowly, um, death, bed, vision, stories. And this is a site with what they call the shorts, real small mm -hmm. clippets of, of people's experiences. Now, uh, clearly, I haven't had a chance to look at all those, but they also had the YouTube regular length explaining every situation so that would be fun for you to go through really quick um, another one is called heaven awaits um, this is death and it's called heaven awakes the reference i'm making is called death bed vision semicolon 
end of life experiences from a nurse's per, per viewpoint. And there's a lot of hospice nurses getting on um, and expressing we shouldn't be afraid of death. This is how it looks like. This is what the patient will feel. Uh, you can't feed them. Don't worry about it. Not water. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And then they do bring up the vision, uh, waving, reaching, smiling to unknown president presence. Mm -hmm. um, smiling a lot, a lot of waving, a lot of reaching up, reaching up. You can't see my hand there. And it seems to, of the many I've watched, waving, smiling to unknown presence seems to be pretty common. Um, patient says, I get my luggage. I'm going to take a trip. Very common. One said, I need to get a ticket. And I brought that up earlier. Um, one saw, I saw, uh, one mentioned, I, he saw a friend who had died when he was a kid. And so people from our past, like the woman Grass Valley, her brother had passed away decades before she was ready to leave also. Uh, he was there because they were going back to a childhood memory of a good time together. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, this is another one that was very interesting. The boy said he saw his horse uh, in a backyard environment. I think it was. A, if you watch it, you'll hit the story straighter than I am right now. Anyway, saw the horse go into um, like a forest and where the house backs up to it or something. And mm -hmm. he had had this horse a long time ago. And the nurse says, what would you think? Were you going to follow the horse? I said, he said, I don't think I should. Well, you know, if you went into the forest, you probably got lost. And the boy says, I think it would. And so when he got close to death, um, he did comment. She said, well, maybe the horse is coming back for you when you're ready. And then one day he says, the horse, I see my horse again. And then shortly after that, mm -hmm. he did pass away. So it wasn't even a human being like the black dog. They'll greet me. And mm -hmm. uh, someone said, what, you're going to go running <laughs> when you die? Some of my best memories um, were running uh, with my dog and, and Caesar, the neighbor's dog. So it was a peaceful, quiet time for me. Um, and I could run for hours. You know, it's just craziness, right? Um, so I did speak of the man who held up his hand. It was a man, not a woman. And the nurse said he was too weak to raise his arm up. And it was being held up as though someone was holding on to it. Uh, YouTube Shorts is another one. Nurse Hadley, H-A-D-L-E-Y, and the words are together. Nurse Hadley, being told that mom and dad will hear, be here soon. I brought that up a few minutes ago. Big day tomorrow. Get your things in order, is what she said they told her. And then she did die the next day. Um, official Soul Academy. Official Soul, S-O-U-L academy uh speaks to uh lucid visions describes things very beautiful and familiar something is happening in their sacred space um what that means is is that this is a doctor talking about this i believe and he said this is such a private but sacred environment for them and in their space something sacred is happening as the transition into the other dimension, these people are showing up. These patients are not making up because it's happening a lot. Not everybody, because clearly if you're in a coma, dying of a stroke, you're not waking up to tell everybody, by the way, my mother and father just showed up or my dog or my horse. But those who can have these visions are having them a lot. I love that. I love that. 
of staring into the corner of a room, Fran's story of the yeah. flickering lights, uh, waiting anticipation of someone coming, beans, family coming, someone they are not expecting reached out as to welcome somebody. Oh, hello, hello. Uh, Nurse Hadley talked of end of life visions, proof of an afterlife, or is it a hallucination? Um, these nurses get into this with one opinion. Oh, it, they're just dying. And the, now speaking up and said, it's happening so often that we cannot say, we cannot express it to be false. There's a fella who does short and it's called Dark Moose Man. D-A-R-K Moose, M-O-O-S-E man man uh youtube shorts um she said goodbye her to her daughter before crossing over uh children taken to the burials oh this is wonderful okay the title of this little flick and i subscribed to dark moose man because he had a lot of really good stuff on there it's a child she's two three years old at the most and the auntie who is now raising this little girl because the mother passed away, took her to the cemetery. A lot of families do this for comfort. They want to go into the presence, even if it's a cemetery, not for, you know, on the weekend or something, they tribute to the family. I, I don't do this, but a lot of groups do. Uh, this sweet little baby has walked onto the stone that covers the dirt. And it's not the tombstone, it's just a, a flat piece of cement, little mm -hmm. edging on it, and the headstone reflective of the individual's last name. So the child's taken to the burial site of her mother. Standing on the cement platform, child waves and talks to somebody, and after a while starts waving and saying goodbye. Moves up closer and then lifts her face up to kiss a phantom face. Of course, it is her mother. And you cannot tell the two-year-old, by the way, kiss your mother, she's going to bend down. This child is uploading her face like this and pucking up her lips so that mother can kiss her. How much proof do you need, everybody? How much do you need? I love that. This was absolutely beautiful. Um, another uh, one to look up, Heaven Awaits, A-W-A-I-T-S. Um, that's a group. Another group is called Story Waves together. S-T-O-R-Y-W-A-V-E-S. And it's on YouTube, Hospice Nurse Stories. And I really got, I got really loving this. Um, and I type a couple up. What, how much time we have? Oh. <clears throat> clear my throat. I can't believe how these days Shard are going to do a show. I'm going to be busy. Everybody called me. I tell you, I had four or five. I told her, I says, oh my gosh. After I talked to her this afternoon, I had another call. And I think I can't have as many. <laughs> I can't talk all day and then talk all night. <clears throat> and because you post on a YouTube and make a comment, I can now assume it's permission to read it. I'm going to not tell the person's name because that's not fair. 
but I would like to read it. You may come across this. And this is someone else's writings, not me. My mom just passed away May 30th, 2022, just before 6 p.m. I saw her lips moving like she was talking to someone earlier that day. I believe it was spirit of someone she knew that she had that had already passed before her. I couldn't see the spirit, but I believe in them. I spent a while with her body in the nursing home while waiting for the funeral men to come. I talked to her some, but mostly I kissed her head and ran my hand over her hair. I think being with her during that time helped me with her dying as I haven't had a major meltdown. I'm on Facebook for anyone who wants to friend me. You can look her up. Oh my, you answered a question I've had for 22 years. My mother died in hospice and just before passing, she opened her eyes and looked past me as though she saw something or someone. Her eyes were a beautiful and clear light blue. She moved her mouth and then settled back on the pillow. It was not for another few days that I realized I saw her lovely blue eyes before her death. And yet my mother actually had brown eyes. Wow. Let me tell you, I, wow. should we get goosebumps on this? When my mom was dying from cancer, she told me she saw her dead grandpa who had died three years and three days earlier. Then when my grandma was dying, she kept looking up and asking me if I saw those angels. She was in awe at them and, and that I couldn't see them, but she definitely saw something and I believe her. My great grandmother used to tuck me in a bed and give me goodnight kisses when I was very young. I later found out that she died long before I was even born. She was so beautiful and had such long hair. Who can make these up, everybody? And this is a story I told some months back. Uh, it was 2001 or two, a lady came and we did a session. And of course, everybody brings these little gems up at the end. <laughs> she says, can I tell you a story? And of course, of course, this has nothing to do with Beth, but what we're, but the story is what I found looking here. Anyway, this lady called, she says, came over visit, and she was telling me about her son missing grandma. Well, you know, and she's questioned him and she says, oh no, he said, oh no, not that grandma, the other one. The other one had died nine years before he was born. And he was saying, oh, I used to be read stories too. She used to hold me in her arms and we used to visit. She died nine years before he was born. And I've heard that oh. happening, that the, um, the deceased will come and join the family and take care of the unborns. And that's not the only time. I mean, I've heard it a dozen times from family members how they've missed people who've already passed away. And that's one mm -hmm. reason I had put this in here. If anything that it, it's so amazing to me that I will do these sessions and stuff will come up. I, I'm always telling somebody, I can't believe I said that. And I said, then I realized I might, and I don't like the word channeling, but I'm hearing things happening and I'm seeing pictures. And I think then I'm supposed to, for the rest of my life, how long I can talk is let's not get afraid of the afterlife. Let's be sure that the time we have here is for the experience not the lesson not the penalties not for suffering but experiences if that includes suffering that was an experience that you wish because i do believe we check we choose who we want to come and be i've had two mm -hmm. clients this past week i said tell me why do you pick this life 
what's what's going on? What do you? Th why do you think you are who you are? And both of them are in service. One is suffering. Uh, three days ago, I talked to her, suffering because she doesn't like her job, but she's a service rep, and she was a service rep um, gas company. The one before it was a healthcare, and one before that was Pacific Bell. I already told you I took service rep uh, training. And afterward, I went, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. And she says, when they call and they're so upset, I always tell them, I'm so sorry you are. And that I will pray for you. Tell me that's not service. Mm -hmm. And the other lady, um, she got into um, just for the, every phase of our life, we get into something to help and change our careers. Like I told you, 24 years Pacific Bell before I did this full time, 33 years. So we do change careers. And she was telling me that things that are going on in her life right now and her all the deaths. And I says, you're exactly where you need to be right now. You're doing exactly mm -hmm. service to others. Why question it? Embrace the idea that you are doing exactly what you're meant to do and why you chose this life. It's amazing. It's It relieves some of the anxiety of why am I here? What am I doing in my right job? Why can't I be happy? Well, look at your life. Are you in service to others? Why did you pick this life? And are you here for somebody else's life? We also forget that we're here because we chose it, but maybe you're here to be a witness for someone else's life. One lady called me up with talking and I got this, oh man, do you have a brother? Yeah. Older and younger? Oh, which one is it? Which one are you witnessing the life of this person and judging? Oh, my older brother. I says, you were born to be his witness. Wow. Really? Wow. Oh, goosebumps. Sorry. Well, I've enjoyed tonight. I tried to... Um, I could have carried this on a little more. I enjoyed looking at these YouTubes. Uh, look these people up. Um, it's fascinating to hear the hospice nurses with their truth. They're not the only ones. They're the only ones doing the videos. That's amazing. Uh, I like to add, there's one more hospice nurse on TikTok. Hospice nurse Penny. Oh, yes. And she, she has some pretty cool stories to tell. And, uh, That's right. If you're on TikTok, check her out. And she knows another nurse. And I don't remember the name of the other nurse as well. That has stories about this too. Ha uh, nurse Hadley and Nurse Penny are the ones that I knew about. And I it. apologize right. for not nurse mentioning Hadley and Nurse Penny. Yeah. 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 And so there was a few I did mention. Um, anyway, enjoy these. It's hard to imagine. And of course, I'm really into the reincarnation now in the last mm -hmm. 50, 20 years. Um, and so the channel called L. M N or you could type in children reincarnation stories, past life children's stories, children ghosted my child. All those will come up with wonderful, wonderful uh stories with these little itty bitty kid, two, three, four years old, talking about a past life. Like mm -hmm. you know, that's just dumbfound me. They're not here watching TV as an adult. Right. And you know, and got and and being able to embrace that. Um, oh, I'm going to talk to my mom and dad about past life I had. I hope kids can't create those thoughts. Not yeah. a three 
or the little Charlie, the little darling little girl on the mother's tombstone reaching up for a kiss and waving bye, bye. There's another one out there of a, a child um, at the front door with it open and the mother's in the background and the little girl is waving. Hello, hello, hi, you can come in. Can't you come in? Can't come in? And the mother says, who are you talking to? Oh, grandpa. Grandpa had just passed away. Wow. Uh, let's have the Get goosebumps right again. Get you right here. Get you right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the child at the front door is barely in, out of diapers. I don't even think the child's out of diapers. It's just enough, old enough to be able to have a conversation. Two and right. a half, two. Wow. I, <laughs> a lot of stories like that. A lot of them. I lo a lot of them. A God lot bless them. YouTube and the shorts and the reels and all these TikTok and everything that can be shown here. It's wonderful. Oh, all right, everybody. It was a fun night. I enjoyed this a lot. Thank it's you, Char, for bringing it up. It's always fun having Nancy on and doing this stuff. <laughs> she's going to be on an extra day next week. We don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but she's going to get extra duty next week. So oh, I think we did pick it. Let me see. I think we... Was it UFO pit a picture of the UFO? Was that it or yeah, is that Gwen? I think yeah. I just we want to wait till the guest comes on with that. Oh, she's coming. Uh Gwen is somebody who lives in Arizona mm -hmm. and she was out doing her morning walk. She's an early riser, like four, and she gets up and writes, and then she takes a walk when the sun rises. And she was out with her camera. I don't know if it was a phone or a camera, and took pictures of the sunset and I forwarded them on to Shar if she did me. And there is this UFO right there. But the reason we're having her on, we were going to get on and show the pictures. But then she right. said to me, oh, that's not the first time I've seen UFO. I go, <laughs> Please tell me the story. Well, she'll share a story with you uh, when she saw and dealt with the UFO in 1971. The so, kicker part about these photos is, according to Gwen, when she took the photos, it's a beautiful sunset. And there was nothing sunrise. in or sunrise. And there was nothing in her camera frame when she took the photos. But when she went to look at them afterwards, guess what? Perfect UFO is in that are those photos. I, I, I put it through Photoshop. There's no doctoring on these things. There's nothing. I mean, it's pretty incredible stuff. So maybe we'll share and, those next week. So yeah. And they're green. Well, they're green or blue. It's green. It's green. It's green. green. Yeah. I, I saw something on TV about UFOs and this fellow was saying that they're camouflaging themselves from our eyes. But uh -huh. glass, like we had someone showed a piece of broken glass, they held it up uh -huh. to it and you could see through the glass to the UFO. Uh -huh. So there's some kind of refracted mechanism going on where we can't see, but the right. camera can. And I think that's the best right. way to take a picture. Right. All right, so Sunday I will be back and we will be reading from Omnipresent. What happened next? Um, Lynn Monet's book, uh, the follow-up book to her first omnipresent book, which was absolutely petrifying, to move into that house and go through what that family went through. And uh, so we're going to be continuing with that. We're starting at Chapter 4 and doing that continue. And then Monday, uh, we'll see. I have a surprise guest Monday. I'm not telling anybody. It's one of those days. And then again, Nancy will be back next week as well. So it's going to be an interesting week next week. I've got a lot planned for everybody. But be back here on on Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific oh. or Omnipresent. Yes. We were going to do a sh one more show. Uh, so a few weeks back, 
this is what the show is going to be, everybody, next week. So uh, Gwen will be on October 12th or 13th. Uh, mm -hmm. Char has to schedule. So after I did the show on how to know where to point the camera or find UFOs in the sky, a lady called me up and she says, you talk too fast. I couldn't get it. <laughs> well, watch it 10 times. <laughs> but I would like to do one more show okay. going real slow and being more explicit with my instructions okay, or how it yeah, we need to do well, one more show. we can show her photos and we can tie it all in boom and then she can be on as a guest talking about her experiences yeah later on yeah yeah let's do it see so, okay see how easy that is okay so again i will see you guys on sunday <laughs> and uh, we'll, up, everybody we'll read yeah i read for an hour on sunday from a paranormal theme book and uh yeah we're really in the omnipresent right now I'm working on getting a nice Christmas book. I, I've, I've got a letter into a publisher to talk about uh, lots of Christmas creatures. So, you know, for, for like days of so we're going to be doing that, but I don't know if I got permission to read yet. So I have to talk to the have charm the publisher. Turn on my charm. All right. Well, again, if you like the show and you haven't done so already and you're watching from Facebook, please, uh, please, uh, well, not only share it with people that you know, but please uh, hit that follow button. And give me a thumbs up. I see there's a I see there's a nice heart in there. Thank you. Give me a give me a thumbs up or something like that. Show, show us some love. Show us some love for the show. Uh, if you're on YouTube, same thing, same process. If you haven't done so already, there's 681, maybe 700 videos. I forget. So there's a lot of videos over there that we filmed over the last three and a half years. And I've got them. I got most of them in categories. So you can find stuff. If you want to find Nancy Matts? You keep clicking away on the, on the category section. You find Nancy Mass. If you're in the, if you're in the UAPs and things like that, find the UAP folder, and uh, you know you can just zoom right on in there. But again, please share this. You know, tell people about the show. Um, I always like to say, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're just trying to get the word out. That's what we're trying to do. Try to reach that magic thousand number. Same thing with TikTok, you know, where I'm trying to build up the, you know, the TikTok presence. And so if you're over there on TikTok and you came over to see us, thank you. Because when I hit 3,000, um, whoa, what was that? Whoa. When I hit what happened? <laughs> I don't know. What was that? <laughs> it sounded like a Did we have an earthquake? Huh? I don't know. It could have. It could. Yeah, sometime. I don't know what the hell that was. It was just like a, it was like a rumble that came through. When we hit 3,000... Followers over on TikTok, I will be able to actually air on TikTok because the, the, they'll allow me to have the equipment, you know, the, the software to do that, so I can air on all this stuff, and the show will be shown over there. Plus, Karen Clark and I are going to be doing some things that will start doing more, more over at TikTok as well. So there's going to be more of a presence over there. So it's busy, 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 and busy. All right. So I want to shut up, let you guys get to your weekend, and uh, again, I will see you Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Or tonight, if you if, if you would like to join us to meditate tonight, let me know. Sign up, and uh, we'll get going because I'm doing a meditation around 7:50 tonight. In about what 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'll be doing a meditation thing. So that's coming up. All right, everybody, see you, and I'll get you Nancy's contact information, and away we go. Maybe we had an earthquake. <laughs> All right, here's Nancy's information. Websites, nancymats.com, the N and the M. Oh, well, it's still lowercase. You've got nancymatsauthor.com and the NMA is capped. And you've got youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic. 
All right, books, help get me out of this funk. Nancy Mads. Two worlds, developing your psychic skills. Nancy Mads. Uh, the Unwilling Sacrifice, Nancy Mads. And you can get those books at Amazon.com. And again, thank you so much for the uh, donations last week. Um, it, it, it helped a great deal. Still bills to pay like everybody else. So I'm not asking anybody. I'm, you don't have to. But uh, if you can find it in your heart to help me out a little bit, that would be great. Um, you can see the, the, the links that are running below right there. So it's just totally up to you. It's all good. All right, guys. I'll see you Monday. I mean, so, Sunday. Good God. We go so fast. I will see you all either later tonight or Sunday. But have a great evening either way. Good night, Bye. everybody.